0: Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Sharlow.
1: Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Sharlow, your host, and what you are about to hear was a live recording with Jonathan Bruce, also known as JT Bruce, and this episode is about spiritual warfare in music. Jonathan is a 22-year-old artist, which means that he produces, he writes, he raps, he sings, he does it all. He is a student at Kennesaw State University here in Georgia. Um, and he grew up in Anderson, South Carolina. And Jonathan is on a mission to bring God back into his music. And um, we, we really, we talked to Jonathan about what are some of the issues Of his generation and again he's 22 years old and he was very candid about how the access to too much information um, is really causing some mental health issues and Jonathan um, shed some light on his own personal story, his own personal mental health uh, journey and I think it's so important right now for us to take heed to what Jonathan is saying because whether you fall into the 20s, the 30s, the 40s or the 50s, I think it, it really sheds some information and some light on what our youth and young adults are really dealing with, you know, especially because that their information is coming to them very, very fast and that was something that i would say if you were in your 40s and 50s and possibly your 30s you really didn't have to deal with that and um, it's quite interesting to think about if jonathan is 22 what are even younger kids you know that are in the teenage years and coming up what this world is going to be like um, and how much information is going to be available to them. And it's true. Some information they have access to that they are not mature enough emotionally, um, mentally, spiritually to handle, but they have access to this information. So that's something we really, really want to think about. And we really wanted to shed light on that. Um, Remember guys that our podcast is sponsored by Anchor and also sponsored by Bridge to Healthcare. You can go to www.bridgetohealthnow.org and leave a donation amount. All donation amounts are greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, if you, um, if you have any products or anything that you would like for us to mention on the podcast, please contact us and let us know if you are interested in any ads or anything like that. We are being heard in 32 countries and we're really excited about that. So um, let's go ahead and get started into this podcast. We will see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, this is Janie from Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. And we just had a candid conversation with Two Bruce, 22-year-old up-and-coming artist about real issues of his generation, mental health, reality, God. Stay tuned at the uh, end for his fire it. new single. Think
2: cry. Look, look, I'm coming through like a thief in the night. Just call me loop in the third. Cause I'm stealing the mic. I'm feeling fly like a bird. At the shake of the game, confidence with every word. clocking in on the beat. It's time to put in that work. You know I'ma give it. I wanna keep winning the system beginning. My guess of giving a hungry, you the have people listen to whether you're spinning or what are you thinking? Rapping with passion. You hear the fire in these lines and keep your speakers blasting. Ain't no one even matching how I'm stunning, though. Came up from a place where brothers were always running, though. Footballer from the police, that's speed incredible. Took it different route was forcing myself to study though now this education and music is all i'm wanting though always been the type to give respect and courtesy but don't test me because the zoom with three-piece will leave you catching z's the mic is all i need to successfully express my rights around so i could be a better me
0: another episode of Madness of the heart and soul podcast my name is jamie charlowe your host and welcome everyone here um roots. yes and we're gonna get into who else is sitting here with us Um, Just want to really thank everyone for tuning in, make sure you share, subscribe to our podcast and um, you can catch us on Instagram, you can catch us on Facebook, you can catch us on YouTube. Okay guys, Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast where we connect our hearts with our minds. So let's go ahead and get started.
3: Alright, so today's episode is near and dear to my heart. I have my nephew here with us, Mr. Jonathan Bruce also known as JT Bruce, 22-year-old out of Anderson, South Carolina. He's currently a student at Kennesaw State University. He is an artist. He he writes, he raps, he he, he sings, he uh, does a little bit of everything. He's also a videographer. So we're going to have him here today talking about his mission in music, which is to bring God back to music. So once again, welcome.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Thank you guys for having me.
3: (laughs) All right. So let's jump right into it. So tell us a little bit about your mission in music. Like, what is it that you're trying to do with your music?
4: Well, it goes without saying bring God back into music. You know, in our day and age, a lot of it is very secular, and secular to the point where it just feels lifeless. You know, you have multiple artists that rap mainly about, or rap or sing, about just nothing you know now not to say that every artist but mainly for our mainstream culture it's based in superficiality and based Mm -hmm. on a lot of um, surface level emotions that not a lot of people you know not a lot of people have been able to really get over you know Mm -hmm. it prevents them from growing when they're talking about the same things and listening to the same things and if you're not able to grow and develop music, I personally believe that defeats the purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what do you think differentiates you and these other artists that aren't necessarily, I guess, bringing God into it?
4: Um, biggest thing would have to be my versatility and the fact that I self-produce most of my music. Um, a lot of rappers, you'll, you know, you'll see them say, "Oh." I can sing and I can rap. I can do it all. But what they fail to usually incorporate is, you know, the style of music that they attempt to do. You know, putting a guitar on a trap beat doesn't make you a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the different, it's the different type of chord progression that you have, the certain key that you have it in it. You know, you got to take a distorted guitar, and you know, depending on the riff, it's gonna be punk rock. If you don't distort it, and you know it's just a bunch of, you know, like finger string, then it's going to be like jazz or, you know, Americana or or different things in that genre. And I believe by having this understanding of music, I'm able to make my music better. And I'm able to really show people, no, just a blueprint of, you know, showing that there's more to the culture than just what people rap about
3: now. Good thing. Um in today's music a lot of it is very synthetic. We don't have like that organic music that we had growing up back in the sixties and the seventies where you had guitarists and you had real drums, yeah. You had yeah, real bass players. So with that said, what instruments do you play? Do you play real instruments or is it all beat machines and soul tools?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <Beat> machines. so <laughs>
4: So, to populate contrary belief, I actually, I play a real instrument, I play the acoustic guitar, um, I've been playing it since I was 15 years old, and if I ever need to write down an idea for a song, or, you know, I just need to get a certain melody through, you know, I'll just pick up my guitar, you know, just start strumming, and then, you know, just the lyrics and everything just flows from there. That's good I, I also, I also the drums as well. Not as good as I used to, but I mean like actual drums, like just with my like drumsticks and everything. So
3: in some of your music, are those your drum beats in some of your songs? All of,
4: they are my drum beats, but they're, they're made off of a MIDI controller. Got so all of my beats that I make, I may use a sample, may use, you know, just a melody that I found, but I build on top of that, and then you have to counter melody with a synth, and then you might you, know, you need to put the bass to make right. sure that it's full. And then just going down from there, having the drums, you have your kicks, your hi hats, your claps, and, and just even going on through there. And whenever I'm producing, it's kind of kind of like using Lego blocks in a way. And using Lego blocks, you know, you have your different color blocks and your main goal is to build it into something that Mm -hmm. looks cool. Um, With music, there may just be a certain idea that I want to, like, kind of get down, or I want people to feel a specific emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of brilliant that you can change the key by just one step. It changes the entire vibe of the song.
0: Mm So what inspires you? Like where do you get your God inspiration? Like, where does all that come from?
4: Um, my inspiration my inspiration mainly comes from other artists that I've listened to, um, but on top of that, my inspiration to make music um, comes from multiple other pieces of music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to have created Hamilton, Probably one of those biggest inspirations. Um, Alexander Hamilton, character, wanted to create a legacy, wanted to be able to give his country freedom. And on top of that, he was an immigrant. You know, he came from another country. Um, I didn't come from another country, but my mom did. And, you know, even being a minority, I believe that same criteria, you know, even goes into today. Um, He had a purpose. And he was going to do anything it took to make that purpose come to life. It inspired me to do the same thing, just you know, through the medium music. Mm. Good stuff.
3: Now, I know as an artist, a lot of times if someone wants to ask you, what's your favorite song that you've done? You know, you don't want to choose one over the other. Yeah, I'm sure you, all of uh, you are babies, so you love them all. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, my personal one that I love is Lupin'. What were you. you thinking in Lupin? Because it has this old school flair. Mm-hmm. You know, we were discussing that. It sounds like a little LL Cool J, a little yeah. Fresh Prince. So can you speak on that? What was the message behind that? What was your inspiration behind that
4: song? So Lupin the Third was actually made by accident. Oh wow. It was actually made by accident. I was working at Quick Trip at the time and I had just made my first EP. So, you know, I was thinking in my head, you know... What's EP? EP, it means extended play. Oh, okay. So whenever whenever you drop a single, whenever you drop a single, um, if people like that single, they want to hear more music from you. So rather than dropping like an album or a mixtape... It's an extended play, so it's going to be several other songs released with that song.
0: Okay, it's okay. Like, it's like putting
3: that banger out there to get people to start bopping Okay, in okay. But it does it though, man. I love that song, man. Uh, but, yeah. So you said it was accident, but what were you thinking? Like, what's the message
4: in that song? That message, that message is supposed to be just an introduction to who I am as a rapper and just coming into that game. You know, I'm like stepping into this game, confidence with every word. Or I mean, trying to shake up the game. But I forget my own lyrics. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but but um, yeah. I was just thinking in my head. It's like I need to make a song where I'm just going in, like I'm just rapping. And at first, and, and like I would wake up, I would wake up from a dream. And this would be every every like. Occasionally or so, but I would have a certain melody and then it went into, I would just be daydreaming. It's like, and it's like, I heard it, but I couldn't hear it. You know, it was just inside my mind and I was just thinking that it was supposed to be like some trap or whatever. But then on Christmas, um, I was going on YouTube and I was looking for just random beats um, I come across this beat, it's like a Kanye's X Logic type beat. I hear that sample, I hear doo 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 and like it was the exact sound that I had envisioned wow. in my head. And like I just had the burst of adrenaline just started rushing. I'm like, hold up. i am ride a by by epiphany, surviving every day, can let the day and I'm just like reading this, I'm like, oh shoot, this fits so well. Wow. And then First time I made it, um wasn't the best demo. Wasn't the best demo. There were definitely things that, you know, you improve on, you change, you rewrite the lines. Actually, the third verse, which was talking about like getting political, talking about just the state of our political climate with COVID. Originally I was talking about the rapture. Instead of You know, our government's a chaos in the States or not. You know, it's like, Jesus is coming back, it's time to get right in. And it was like, that was something I really felt with conviction is like, you know, all of this turmoil leading to this. But then I was also thinking, it's like, not necessarily everybody's gonna understand that. Mm -hmm. You know? So let me try and come in with another topic. You know, another topic I'm passionate about, but. This stuff people can see. Mm. So I wanted to talk about the stimulus checks. But I also want to talk about the fact that while Republicans were in office, they did nothing. And they wanted to say, oh, it's straight socialism. You know, you're going to do all of this. And Well, yes. You know, by giving stimulus money, it's not necessarily money we have, but it was a necessity for that time. You know, unemployment was just through the roof. You know, people were applying for unemployment. It was just like, how are these people going to survive? You know, businesses are shut down. So you need that. In a way, Andrew Yang was right. Everybody climbed up for universal basic income. But it's like, I'm sure he's in this like, like his office just laughing right now. You
3: know? So you know, being that you're talking about that, this is kind of a side note. Because one day at work, I was talking to a buddy of mine. And I'm like... Would you consider Jesus and his teachings when he says, "What you do for the least of my brother, and you do unto me"? Would you consider that more of a capitalist or a socialist mentality? So, you know, you don't have to answer. So it's yeah. like just things to make you think, right? Because it does. It's, it's like you know, we get caught up in this rat race, and you know, it's all about this staunch like individualism, and, right? You know, and. Uh, You know, we don't look out for one another anymore, but, you know. But anyway, I'm deviating. (laughs) I
4: I definitely like to touch on that topic, because that is something that I do get, you know. Um, I've seen the debates where people think, oh, is Jesus a socialist? And then, you know, you see a lot of these humanitarian acts that he's doing, and you're thinking, well, yeah. But capitalists can do Humanitarian things too. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's money behind it, you know. Socialists—they gotta—they gotta write off taxes, right? <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> hey, uh, anti- there's more money to give away. I'm under uh, exactly. it to Uncle Sam
3: or give it to the poor, right? and exactly. <laughs> and then you know,
4: <laughs> capitalism—you know—it's rooted in money, whereas you have socialism. It's rooted in control um, for this, for like, for the sake of welfare. But that control aspect. Isn't always going to be beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. So in well, into yeah. communism, right? It, exactly, <laughs> and more socialism. And then it just <laughs> goes on. It just goes on to a complete, like, just a different, um, just down the rabbit hole. But with Jesus, firstly, I believe he would have been a monarch, since you know it's the son of God, he's the king. Um, but at the same time, you know, Jesus, I like to think it's not necessarily one or the other. At the end of the day, you know, God is going to be supreme over all. And with those teachings, um, you know, I really think they transcend. I really think they trump whatever political affiliation. Um, Mm Omnipresent, you know,
3: that's what (laughs) I always say, Democrat, Republican, 2 wings, same bird.
0: Well, I think (laughs) we have to be self-governing. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be self-governing.
4: I am very favored, I'm very in favor of the individual when it comes to Mm -hmm. being um, governed. Um, You know, John Locke talks about this a little bit, just talking about unalienable rights. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, and not even sometimes, a lot of times, the government will try and find a way to encroach those rights. Um, It's partially why, you know, I like to consider myself a libertarian in some senses. Um, first, taxation is theft. But on top of that, just really seeing, realizing that the government doesn't have your best interests at heart, draws me away from that. To where, yes, you know that self-governing mm-hmm.
0: aspect. Mm-hmm. You know,
4: it's it's more it's feasible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's feasible. You know.
0: Yeah. And um, I think we're, we're seeing that now. I think we're starting to see um, the illusions dismantle. Yes. You know, I think we're seeing that. All right, so outside of music, what do you like to do?
4: Um, ha, it depends. Um, you know, I haven't been able to get back into it now, but I love boxing. Ah. I Love work, like I'm just starting to get back into working out. Um, you look
0: like a boxer, you know.
4: And it's I. What's so crazy is that I used to, I used to when I was when I was 13 years old. Um, I just got beat up. It was like last day of school, and my mom was like, "Yep, yeah, you done. You don't. You don't. You, you done with this school year." So then, over the summer, she takes me. Or actually, not even over the summer. The next day, the next day, she takes me to this boxing. Gym, she was like.
0: So mm-hmm. you had gotten
4: to a fight at school. That's what yes. you're saying you got beat up. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean what really a fight? Was it a fight or did you just get beat up? Yeah. I just took it. You took that. I, to I took I took it. that beating. <laughs> I took that beating, man. It's <laughs> like it I don't know what it Yeah, so <laughs> like I don't know what happened, but it was just one of those things where I'm just like, I'm not fighting you, bro. I to go ahead.
0: Wow.
4: Yeah, he um he got charges. I dealt, I fought him legally, or uh, okay. we fought him legally, so it was like
0: Wow had the last laugh. Okay. Um,
4: so you started boxing from there. I did. Um, after the, it was hard at first because you got to run like we ran like a mile like every day, and then we would train. At first, I was scared to get punched in the face. Then you get punched in the face, and then you realize. It's not all that bad, but it does get frustrating. But boxing teaches you about life. Teaches you about life. In what capacity? In the capacity of responsibility and discipline. Okay. With great power, comes responsibility. And with great power also comes discipline. Um, you know, you can knock somebody out. Like boxing, but... You can't just knock somebody out, because you know how to, right. you know, you've got to use it for good,
3: you know. Mm-hmm. In the words of the great philosopher uh, Mike Tyson, he said, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the nose. Yep,
4: yep.
0: So Jonathan, um, what are your current music projects?
4: I have a lot of singles that I'm releasing, but I do have, you know, a second EP. Possibly, possibly, you know, mixtape is coming out later this year. Um, I would say that with this next form of work, I want to go into mainly more of like one specific genre of music rather than delving off and doing all these songs. Because I like being versatile. I like doing every genre but then there comes a time where it's like maybe I just want to do drill maybe Mm -hmm. I just want to do gospel rap you know so I kind of want to experiment with that just see what the people are going to like
2: you know Mm -hmm.
3: so I understand that you're doing some things with a big company right now that you do some work for are you allowed to speak on that at all not yet. Okay. Not All right, yet. we'll skip that. Yeah. We don't want to throw no names out there and get you in trouble.
4: Yeah. Or, or mess up that big check. That's probably not quite right. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, once once it is actually solidified, then it's just something to just show around. Yeah. How about the radio? Uh, uh,
3: what's going on on the radio scene here in Atlanta? Yeah. Um, it is here in Atlanta, right?
4: It's in South Carolina. South Carolina, Arizona. not here Yeah. 105, 105.1 The River. Um, okay. It's a it's a gospel radio station. And um, DJ Nick, you know, saw him at a party. He was like playing, like, hey, man, like, you play rap? It's like, yes. Yeah. I am a rapper too. And then he's like, shoot, like, you got music? I'm like, yeah, like, what you got it on Spotify? And I show him my mixtape. And next thing he knows, like, you want to be on the radio, bro? And it's like, <laughs> what you mean like, oh yeah I'm, I'm part of I'm part of 105.1 like you know we're gonna get your song on there and at first I'm like oh okay like I, I didn't think it was real I thought it was playing mm-hmm. I thought it was playing and then I call him about two months later and I call him like hey man like I really want to get on the radio It's like you got your next single I'm like yeah man I can get the master for you so then you know right now just came back from a music video for that song. Gonna have that ready. All the promotion, and then it's just gonna push it from there. Yeah, that's you're, so exciting. You're here in Atlanta, in, in some of these big studios where the big boys get down, man. Yeah, I recorded recorded everything at Patchwork Studios. Shout, shout out. out, shout out to Luke Um Probably butchered your last name, <laughs>
0: but, but
4: but this guy. He engineered for Megan the Stallion, and Patchwork, like, I'll say this, it really separates the artists from people who just do this as a hobby. It right? mm-hmm. really separates them, because I got my first invoice um, when I was yeah. like, paying for my session, and on top of that, when you go in there, you record you don't do anything professional. If you're not recording, what are you doing, man? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love it because it's just like, too many times, you know, I've been with artists that, you know, they say they want to make music. I get in the studio with them and they just <laughs> BS Yeah. BS mm-hmm. It's like, if you're not here to record, okay, how tired you are, if I pay for this session and it's like, it's a, it's a like seven hour, eight hour session, Best belief I'm recording all those eight hours. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get my money's worth. There you go. go. That's what's up.
0: That's good stuff. Um, Jonathan, as you grow and as you know, and I wish you so much uh, success in all of this, what is your biggest message? What do you want people to know about you, about Jonathan, about your music, and as they go to support you, what do you want people to know?
4: Question. I want people to know that even, it's okay to be lost. I want people to know that it's okay to be lost because there's a way to be found. Mm,
0: that's good. Yeah, it's good that's stuff. good stuff.
3: Yeah, that's the powerful message too because a lot of times, you know, people don't understand is it. okay not to be okay.
0: It's a part of the process. You have to be lost to be found. That's so shadow work. The, exactly. It's shadow
3: work. It's the I think that's the problem with most people and I think during this whole quarantine phase in in the last two years, people being isolated is forcing them to deal with their stuff. Yes. You know, and a lot of times people will drown it out by going to the happy hour and hitting the club and going to the game and right. just around noise. But when you are at home and everybody else is locked away, and, you know, it's almost like everybody played musical chairs. And if you wasn't booed up or you don't have a family, you're like, ah, you don't have a chair. Exactly. You know, you're sitting at home and now you're sitting there dealing with your own personal demons. And a lot of people can't deal with that chatter that's in their own head. That's
0: very true. and
3: And a lot of people are struggling. You know, suicide rates up, you know, abuse in the homes up, yeah. all those things. So it is okay not to be okay, but people just have to learn how to deal with this stuff. And this is also a good time for people to start reaching out to the loved ones that they haven't talked to in a while, you know, and get closer. Like, we, we've been talking a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's like... You know, reach out to people, make sure everybody's okay because it's like, you know, we'll sit there and talk about people, but we won't pray for them, we won't call them and help them heal, you know what I'm saying? So that's what this podcast
4: is all about, Yeah, it's helping people deal with their stuff, because we had to deal with our stuff. And that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do with music. It, last year, I came to a realization that being an artist, my career is not about me. It's not about me. It's not about how much money I get. It is about who I can impact. And go. it's about how I can make right? an impact. Because at the end of the day, all of achievements that people get are temporary. They're temporary, and at the end of the day, you can't bring it with you no. when you die.
0: Yeah.
4: But that, like, that pep talk you just gave that one person or that person you the homeless person you just gave money to, they're gonna remember that for the rest of their life. Yeah. And I feel like people don't understand that. Well legacy is not what you have, but it's what you do. You know, it's not you won't be remembered by what you have, but you'll be remembered by what you do. The impact. And I want to be able to not necessarily be remembered, but from what I do in my music, if people are going through something, you know, they can turn on that song, you know, wow, you know, I feel better. My spirit just,
0: Absolutely. you know, that
4: burden just feels lifted. Yeah, Because that's, that is, I believe, as an artist, you have an influence and you have, you know, a fan base, you know. What are you doing with that fan? Like, what are you doing with that fan base? Are you pouring into them? Or are you just, are they just a money sign to you? You know, you see that with Travis Scott in in Astroworld. Because Travis Scott, while he's a great artist, and I respect, I respect his craft to the fullest. In fact, I've been inspired. But you start to see that there wasn't necessarily... A lot of transparency between Travis Scott and his fans. A lot of it was on a surface level. Um, Travis was mainly rapping about himself rather than, you know, just rapping about, you know, message that gets people through. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. You know, if he, he wants to do that, he wants to do that. But the consequence of that is to what you, what you have now. You let 10 people die. You don't have a sincere apology for it. Mm -hmm. Dodging questions when you get asked about the event. What does that show people? It shows people that you don't care. Mm -hmm. And when you don't care, that's when you're in trouble. I want to let my fans know, just as my face goes larger, that I love them.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: I want them to know that somebody (coughs) they're listening to actually wants to do something for them.
0: I like that. Wow. We have a few more questions and we're gonna wrap it up. Um <clears throat> what do you think in your generation, you're twenty-two years old, what do you think is missing in music? That you perhaps have seen in the music of your parents, you know? What what do you think is missing?
4: In today's music?
0: Yes. Twenty-two years old, your generation what do you think is missing? Reality.
4: Honesty, transparency, integrity, reality. People like to listen to rappers because they look cool, rather than the content that they talk about. And ha- people are willing to go to great bounds just to, just to you know, be in this position. And then they'll think oh wow Like my life's not that like, like my life's not that interesting what should I rap about oh little baby or not little baby but like oh this rapper over here he's talking about drugs and everything maybe I should rap like he's doing and now but they're like oh I've never slain dope like I've never done any mm. of this so let me just act like I am mm. so now it's like everybody want to talk about how much money they're making from doing this? They want to talk about who they've killed. Mm. They want to talk about snitching on themselves, and it's okay to talk about how you feel like you ain't gonna make it and you work in a nine to five. There's majority of people go through that, you know. People like, well, why don't we talk about, you know, struggling, being broke, you know, what that's actually like.
0: And I like that because we have so many of our youth who want to emulate rappers and it's not even based in reality.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: That's powerful, actually.
3: And I think social media plays a major role on top of the music because you get a lot of little sound bites and pictures and all that. Mm -hmm. To the point where now you got a lot of kids now who are having to go out and seek psychiatric
4: help. Yeah because they feel that they can't compete with the images. So, with this generation, social media has significantly affected us in a positive way and in a negative way. We're the most technologically advanced generation, but we're also the most mentally ill generation. Um, People around my age bracket are more susceptible, you know, on average, to have mood disorders, to have mental disorders, on top of that, um, my age group is also—they're on average—we have insomnia. You know, we have a lot of more demons that we battle, mm. and I feel like that's the cost. That's the cost of having so much, having access to so much information, and just so many things. You know, you learn topics you're not supposed to yet, that's and true. it's just like you have to mature fast because mm-hmm. it's right in front of you.
3: And so, with with what you're saying, I agree with that a hundred percent. So, you know, I was studying some. I think it's Raymond Kurzweil's Law of Accelerated Returns, where he was talking about how it took from 1900 to 2000 for knowledge in the world to double, right. and then from 2000 to 2020 it doubled. Now they're saying that it will double every 72 days. I believe. So it's almost like we're taking in knowledge and information through a straw, like if you're a fire hydrant with a straw trying to sip on it, Mm -hmm. it's like coming in. So with that said, tied into what you were saying, You know, it's creating all these other issues, right? Because it's like, what's real, what's fake? But I think this generation, even though you're totally different creatures than what we were, and then even back, say, the 1900s, it's more important now that you were more spiritually in depth inclined than any time in the history of the world.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: because so because all the information coming in, because what happened in society is as a society in the world as a world, technology has surpassed man's spirituality and humanity. Right. So we're at the brink
4: of destruction. Yes, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot that go. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I think what I'll I'll just say on that is that your spirit has to be secure. Yeah, spirit has to be be alive and secure in order to go to to stand through that. Yes, because if you ain't got your spirit, you're just gonna crumble like that. You know, um, I go as far to say that. A lot of just like we were talking about how you know when people get that badge of honor, and, like they see a lot of they see something, and I'm not just talking about like them doing tiring. I'm talking about like when your average listener sees like that lifestyle, that glamorous lifestyle, norm like instantly or instinctively is going to create envy. And, you know, with spiritual warfare in music, you know, I believe the enemy. I believe Satan preys on those negative emotions. That feeling of inadequacy, that feeling of self-loathing, depression, just all of those things. Because what he wants you to do is look at what you don't have. And he's going to be like, do you want to get this stuff, too? And that is how you sell your soul. Satan not blesses it. too. Satan's in the blessing business too. Exactly. That's
3: He'll point. bless you with that car, snacks. that motorcycle to wrap yourself around a tree. And the truth
0: is, we all have everything we already need within us. Exactly. Yes. We don't need anything outside of us to make us feel that yeah. abundant. We're, we're not in lack. Yeah.
3: yeah and it's not bad not. to have these things, but if you seek wisdom, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you know, the rest will be. I think it's when
0: you seek these things as an identity.
3: Yes, Seek the King at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the most spiritual <laughs> sense, you Yeah. See.
0: All right, Jonathan, um, what book can you recommend to our listeners?
4: You know, I have a lot of books I could recommend. Just one. <laughs> um, if I had to recommend one, The 48 Laws of Power. Why? Really, we have it. I pulled it out like
0: yeah. the other day. I, that I is so interesting.
4: A, <laughs> I had an ebook, but I would definitely
3: like to <laughs> tell me why, though, because I think I think it's amoral. <laughs> yes, there's, there's some good and there's some bad in it, but tell me why you choose that. But it's a good book. I
4: think everybody should read it. The Forty Eight Laws of Power. While there are amoral practices, you don't have to use those. But a lot of a lot of um, places where you can use it for good. You know? You can use it, you can use it for good, but the reason why I like the 48 Laws of Power is because you really get a lot of perspective mm-hmm. on how a lot of these like dictators, a lot of these leaders how they came in how they came into power. Not saying that I would ever use that, but it's kind of, you know, in a way, you look at that and you can notice what somebody's
0: trying to do. Mm-hmm. It, exactly.
3: That's, yeah. You can like, I, I, I think yeah. it gives
0: you a good perspective of, like, people that want to control. Um, and, but I tried to read it and I couldn't.
4: Yeah. I couldn't so, read so, you know, so really, it like, so then if, if, if I may. I would actually like to recommend another book. <laughs> I would like to recommend *The Great Gatsby*, because honestly, I believe it's one of my favorite books. Man, not and you know, no, I yes, I read it in high school, but yeah, I, read it I recall before. reading
0: it in high school I re- too. I
4: also read it like four, but with Gatsby, it really talks about the dynamic between old money and new money. Gatsby was the new money. He was the bootlegger. He was, you know, and honestly, we can see a lot of these scenarios happen today. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Gatsby, who in this modern time, he's like a rapper in a way, you know, he's trapping, having all these parties, he's rich, he wants and he wants this girl. He thinks doing all of this, you know, having all the status is going to go to her. Whereas We have Tom. Um, I don't know what Tom would represent. He's old money. So, you know, I'm guessing the industry. I don't know. But pretty much he's old money. His foundation has always been there. He was born into it. And it was just very interesting to see that in the end, Daisy went with Tom. Because at the end of the day, I was the more stable option. But She also loved Gatsby, and it was like, it really, when I read that, it really made me think, it's like, hmm, like, that's how this type of society is, and it's sad, but you start to realize how much of this world is actually granted by money. It says in the Bible that the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think that's very evident when you look at a business practice when, when you look at a business's practices and when you look at what somebody will do. A lot of people will say, Oh, for this much money, like I would do this. For this so much money, I would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, OnlyFans is a great example, you know? Um this might step on some toes, but it's one of those things. People are willing to get paid just to show their body. And it's one of and it's just always baffled me, you know, because it's like, don't you have any respect for yourself? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, let's let's take (coughs) OnlyFans out the way. Let's let's go to something else. You know? Um like what's something ridiculous that people would do? Yes, yes. People People would rather people would rather kill somebody for money. I mean, that's an extreme example, but that is how extreme it gets. And when you love money like that, I forgot who said it, but they said that Creflo Dollar, he said money amplifies what's already in your heart. Yes. That's thing. Definitely. Money amplifies. Yes. Money amplifies whatever's in your heart. So whatever is like a seed, yeah. that's gonna grow once money comes. And yeah. you start to really see who somebody is. Yeah. Yeah. If, I you're,
0: agree.
3: if you're a fool, you're going to be a bigger fool. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're if yeah. you
0: a drug addict, you're going to have more money to buy more drugs. If yes. you're an alcoholic, you'll have more money to buy more drugs. And that's what I was trying <laughs> yeah. to say. That's what I was trying to say. It's like
4: people are willing to throw their life away. Mm-hmm. They're willing to throw their life away.
0: Yeah. All right. And currently today at the time of this recording, what is the greatest matter of your heart?
4: The greatest...
0: Matter. And it did not have to be music-related, just from the heart.
4: And matter is like an issue, you know, issue in my heart, that like, you know, like something something you're
3: concerned with or something you would like to see it happen. It
0: could be inspiration, whatever. I would
3: like,
4: my matter of the heart is raising awareness for mental health, destigmatizing mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that is really on my heart because I think that in this day and age that with people that have, you know, I'm personally, I have a mental disorder myself, and it's one of those things that there's just such a stigma behind it. But I feel like eventually I want people to understand that they're normal people too. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody else, just, just they're sick. Mm-hmm. That's all.
0: What um what mental
4: disorder? I'm bipolar.
0: Okay. And in, in your perspective, what is the definition of that? What what does that mean? And Bi- this is just raising awareness for people who may not know what that means.
4: Bipolar, <coughs> you are basically two different people. Three when you think about it, you have your manic state, you have the neutral, like stable, and then you have your Depressive state. Now, it's much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there are erratic mood swings, but there's racing thoughts, psych, you know, slightly psychotic episodes here and there, like psychosis. Um, on top of that, you know, it just really warps your mind to where you know your emotions are just all over the place. Your mind is just all over the place mm-hmm. and you know with that you know when i'm manic if i have if i had, like when i've had severe manic episodes you know you kind of lose grip with reality you know i guess what they say like, going crazy in a sense um and then with your depressive state you're just you're in a rut to where you just have this feeling of like Hopelessness and it feels like it feels like an abyss that you're never going to come out of so it's just like You're just gone. Mm -hmm. You you feel like you're outside Mm -hmm. of your body in a way and That is something that a lot of people go through but they can never quite get the help that they want because a They're scared to B, they've been, like, they've been ostracized because of their illness, or three, they they just don't know. Mm -hmm. They just don't know, and, you know, I have a project next year that I'm working on that really sheds light to that, and I would like to, just like, you know, with civil rights, with marriage rights, and then I feel like, Mental illness, I feel like that's the next thing that needs to come. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be able to treat patients with bipolar or schizophrenia Mm -hmm. or, like, borderline personality disorder because for too long, like, you know, they used to just put them in, like, these prisons, in a sense, and just do away with them. Oh, they're crazy. Let's just keep them over here. But they don't get better doing that. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like... We would rather just commit somebody and lock them away rather than actually help them get better. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that needs to change.
0: Yeah. Thank you for and, and, your yeah, transparency thank, and honesty. Yeah,
4: and, <clears throat> and it's great
3: that he says that because there was a time when they would even try to lock women up for having issues with menopause where, you know, they would show different forms of psychosis tied around it. You know, they're like, okay, well, she's bred her children and did all these things, whatever. Let's just put her in a crazy house. So there was a time in, in this country when they used to do that, but now, if you look at it, you know, it's, you know, it, it can be treated with hormone uh, replacement therapy, right. even a lot of natural remedies, and you know, some cases, it, I'm not gonna say it's 100% eradicated, but it's gotten a lot better. So what you're saying is 100% true, and, and I definitely can see that. I can see it in this generation a lot as well. I've heard some horror stories. Uh, I know of a lot of younger children who are suffering with the same thing. So I commend you on that. If there's anything we can do, we'd got to help you. We started a nonprofit this year, and maybe we could do something together.
0: Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think it, there is a um, a neglect on mastering emotions. Mm-hmm. That like people aren't taught that. Yeah. You aren't taught what you're feeling because you could be feeling depressed, but it's loneliness. Right. How do you know the difference?
4: Because loneliness <clears throat> emotions. Are I, t- I mean,
0: I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Like some people, you may know the difference, right? Oh. Okay? But, but I'm saying yeah, people sense. who aren't aware, right?
4: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And because a lot of people will just say, oh, I feel sad. Or, oh, I feel really happy now. Like,
0: yeah. I'm bipolar. And that's, anger yeah. could be, you're just hurt. Somebody hurt you and you're bad. Exactly. You know?
4: Exactly.
0: So it's just, um, I think we, we have not, we've not been taught how to master emotions. And I think mm-hmm. that's so important. And that's another book. Yeah, another There's the book out oh, there, guys. Yeah, it's called Seven Steps seven, seven seven, and, and I will tell you, that book was all spiritual downloads. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because you have to be in self-mastery, master yes. yourself and for that heart to unlock and to get into unconditional love. And there is a process. It's a process. And it's a constant work on self. So again, I I'm just, you know, thank you for your transparency because people need to hear that. True. Yeah. And
4: I, I, we were talking earlier um, before the podcast like going into that fifth dimension. Yeah. And, um, you know, the dimension of love and, you know, in the fourth dimension where they be your negative emotions and just your dark <laughs> self. That's where I felt, um, and that's where I do feel sometimes when, whenever I do struggle with a manic episode or um, a depressive episode. But... It wasn't until I went to that fifth dimension that I was truly, truly able to learn how to control it. Because just like you talked about mastering emotions, um, I may feel a certain way, but I've learned that you know, control those emotions. Yeah. You know, not everybody needs to see them. Not everybody needs to know about them. And quite frankly, it's like. Sometimes you don't even need to show them. Exactly. Know.
0: And then the self-awareness of it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm angry, but why? Yeah. I'm analyzing it, and I need some time to do that. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff.
3: <clears throat> and, and I think as a society that we're all kind of in that fourth dimension, in that dark night of the soul, or that period where we have exactly. to do shadow work. Pardon. So what you're saying, even though you know we're we're looking at this generation saying, hey, they have a lot of stress, anxiety, you know, a lot of narcissism. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 you know we're legit, using a lot yeah. of different words lightly, but I think it's happening across the board. I think there's a lot of adults out there who have clinically been di- diagnosed then I think some people are, are being misdiagnosed because they don't know what to do with it. Yep. I think if you really sat down and talked to the majority of people, probably seventy-five percent of the people right now are there. Yep. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, especially people of color, really don't like going and talking to counselors or, or to a doctor and clinically get diagnosed because once again they feel that it's negative. But it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, But the thing so, is, it's not always, things aren't always happening <laughs> to you, they happening for you. Yes. Right. Because now you have an opportunity, right? Yes. You know, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but where <laughs> does the music fit in? Do you see the music as part of a therapy? Does that help you when you have those manic episodes? How does yes. music play
4: into it? Yes. Music, I write from the heart in everything that I do. So, in fact, my, my, um, my mixtape that just came out um, a few months ago, it was called Going Through the Years. And in that, I talk a lot about what I'm feeling, or I'm talking a lot about just myself, and just like, just these negative things, they're in my life, and it is therapy for me, because if I have this emotion, like for instance, there was this, there was this one girl that I liked, and she just treated me was just terribly. And, you know, for the longest time, I, I felt some type of contempt. But then I was like, you know, instead of just holding this, let me see if I can, let me see if I can just release it. I made a song called FaceTime, and it's a pretty good song, I, I believe so, but. After that song, once my issues are on a song, I'm done with it.
0: Yeah, because it's expression yeah. and emotions is energy in motion. Mm. So once you take it out of here and you write it down, you've just transferred it. It's no longer in here. I not think about it. So you write it down. In your situation, I take it out of here and I speak on it. It's, right. it's, it's out in the ether. So, energy emotions. and emotions. And music is expression. And before, I know, we got to wrap this up, I know, we
3: can go up here, right?
0: <laughs> um, I wanted to say something about what you said about people of color and mental health. People of color really have to be on top of their mental health because we are creators. Yeah. We are creators. We hold and absorb all types of energy mm-hmm. and emotions. So we have to really, really
3: be in control of our thoughts. And carry it for the
0: planet. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, and
3: to tie into what she <laughs> was saying, it's like the the basic law of thermodynamic energy is it cannot be created nor destroyed. It just moves and changes shape and form. Right. The same way that you can take a thought that comes from a download, a spiritual download, and then you can put it onto paper, you're transferring energy. Yeah. And once again, emotion is energy and motion. So everything is energy. Yep. Everything. That's what connects all of us. Yeah. Like like we're sitting here in this field of energy, like there's Wi Fi signals. Like I could text the whole picture and it's floating through the ether. And you got television signals. I could press like my remote to the car. You don't see it but people think this is all empty space. This it's is not. like electrically it's not. charged energy or or product. But we need to learn how to be within nature and what role we actually play. And that's where the whole thing about spirituality, I think that's when people really, really start tapping in. You know, and you start to realize that your issues really aren't issues, they're blessings, they're opportunities. Because a lot of times we see things (laughs) that are wrong and we just quit and we give up instead of seeing opportunities. Because the more we dig into it, we start to find out that it may not have been exactly what we thought it was, and that there's a blessing in this, right? Absolutely. Now. And then there's a story, and we'll turn our mess into a message, you know, our, our test yeah. into a testimony. You don't take L's. And here we go. the one or you learn, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, we're gonna wrap it up, man. I love you. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, guys. This has been another episode of Madness of the Heart and Soul Podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host. This is Russell Bruce, co-host. And Jonathan Bruce. Real quick, Jonathan, where can everybody reach you, get your music? How can we support you?
4: Follow me on Instagram, at JT underscore Bruce. I also have a website. It's going to be www.jtbruce.com. You can also find my music on Apple Music, Spotify, and other streaming platforms. But mainly, all of my content, everything you need to know, it's going to be on those. All
0: right. Take care, guys. Peace. I think I'm going to cry.
2: I can pretend that I don't give a damn. Because that's how it is. That's how I am. Uh, check it. Think I'm gonna cry. Look, look, I'm coming through like a thief in the night Just call me Loop in the third Cause I'm stealing the mic, I'm feeling fly like a bird About to shake up the game, confidence with every word Clocking in on the beat, it's time to put in that work You know I'ma get it, I wanna keep winning the system, beginning my guess of giving A hungry one of the right people Listen to The are you're spinning, know what you're thinking Rapping with passion, you hear the fire in these rhymes and keep your speakers blasting Ain't no one even imagine how I'm stunning though camera from a place where brothers were always running though Footballer from the police, that's us incredible Took it different route was forcing myself to study though now this education and music is all i'm wanting though always been the type to give respect and courtesy but don't test me because it's zoom with three-piece will leave you catch disease the mic is all i need to successfully stretch my rights around so i
4: could be a better me i think i'm
3: gonna
4: cry so you know sometimes I can't this is just what I, I do don't don't you know i rap talk about what i'm going through just how, how i is, feel how I but at the same time like Let's not forget what I'm doing when I'm rhyming like this.
2: I'm spinning rhymes by epiphany, surviving every day. Can't let the demons just get to me. Came up from the trenches like I was straight off some infantry. Perfectly aligned like I was straight into It's Fall in my vicinity. Right, I'm a heart and viciously on oh, my craft so religiously. Do it while I'm searching for God. It's a nobility. It's the epitome of my lyrical ability. Then I'm headed straight to Atlanta. Right over the savannah to cop the quality whip like I was Indiana. I'm feeling cool like Montana. Cause I got my antics and I feel manic. No need to panic. Cause I'll sink your favorite Rapper like the Titanic. It's the dynamic. It's a frantic. If we're doing semantics. a piece of your brain. We call those graphics. These bars make me sick as a dog. I'm Illmatic. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Thomas DeTora, here with WJTB News, here to give you a special report. Bipartisanship is on the decline as Democrats and Republicans continue to have civil unrest within America. Reporter J.T. Bruce is on the scene to give you an update. Appreciate it, Thomas. Without further ado, let's get straight to the point like the bullets of homie nine. I'm feeling so divine, but these problems are benign. There was a virus and a government went on decline. Legislation is shaking, the stimulus just been taken, from Republicans, but so damn complacent. and keeping them incumbent seat in placement. Just adjacent. The Democrats is majority and puts agendas. They're acting like they better, but it's not getting any better. The soaming up the capital and see for going a radical identity. Politics being played a search for power. Black people are exported for tragedies by the hour. Instead of doing something people would rather pose what they devour Time to get a hectic and our country is divided Not every issue that you see in life is on one side It's time to wake up and finally open your eyelids Government is in chaos and the states are not united I think I'm gonna cry I can not pretend that I don't give a damn Because that's how it is, that's how I am
1: Think I'm gonna cry.
0: Remember.